0: Hey, everybody. Welcome. You're listening to the Lead, Build, Live podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lead, Build, Live leadership podcast. I am Larry Boatwright
1: here with my brother from another mother, Rob Caldwell. Rob, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Had a busy week. I was in Spokane for work. Really enjoyed that trip. Got a lot of great work done and got to see a, a beautiful city. It's, it's just, just wonderful there in the summertime, so it mm. was great.
0: My family and I went on a almost five-mile hike yesterday, which means today my ankles and my calves are on fire. <laughs> fire. But it what was can, good. What kind of a hike was it? What, what, what were you doing? We we went to a state park that actually, one of those articles like, where's the best state park to go It's sort of off the beaten path and it was, I can't remember the name of it, but it wasn't too far from Denver, but there was, there was this, at one point was a reservoir there that busted open. And so the the remnants of the dam are there. And I did some reading and found out that when the reservoir busted, even though it's 30 miles from Denver, water made it all the way to downtown Denver and and flooded in some places up to four and a half feet, which is crazy. (laughs) I don't think you're supposed to do that. No. Anyway, <laughs> no. today we want to talk uh, just for a few minutes about something that I think is is well, it's it's on point for both of us because of a current sort of situation we're navigating through. But but a few years ago, I I got the privilege to work with a church in Thailand, and it was an interesting season because they found themselves in a time of transition. There was a vacuum of senior leadership. The something had happened in the family member of the of the senior leader, um, and he had to leave. What he thought was for a short period of time ended up being months and months and months. And so basically the there was this vacuum of senior leadership where they were waiting to see what was next, the staff was. And it's something that every
1: organization deals with. And, and in fact, we're dealing with this in our organization right now. Yep, yeah. So Larry and I attend a church together called South Fellowship Church in Littleton, Colorado. Mm. And uh, our amazing pastor and friend, good friend, has felt called to go to another church, right. and so he and his family are going to be leaving in a month and a half, and uh, we are so excited for them, but we're also so sorry for ourselves. Yeah, we're really <laughs> bummed. We're bummed, and uh, and I think this topic is so on point for us right now. Yeah, I think so. Change
0: is difficult for anybody, no, no matter who you are, and when the senior leader steps away and there's sort of an interim time... Uh, it may be hard to stay the course. And so we're going to talk about how do you as a staff person, as a leader in your organization, stay healthy in a time of transition. And maybe it's not just the senior leader leads. Maybe there's other kinds of transition as well. But I can tell you that being without a senior leader, uh, it's a super exciting time, but it's also really stressful. And meanwhile, while you're going through that, you as a leadership team, you have to keep on leading. You're it. And you don't really have the luxury to sit around and wait. And I know with that comes a certain amount of pressure. And we find ourselves in that place, sometimes we find ourselves tired and exhausted, and maybe a little joyful and wondering what's next and wondering what the long-term vision is. And at times, maybe you feel forgotten, like everybody else's life just keeps moving on, but you're in this liminal space. And I bet many of us leaders in this situation feel empty and dry in our souls. It's easy to feel exhausted and sort of
1: at the end of our Yeah, road. I mean, I think I would say that I feel... A variety of emotions and they happen fast. Yeah. So one minute I'll be feeling a sense of anticipation, like I wonder what's next, mm-hmm. and I'm hopeful, and I'm excited. In the next minute, I might be feeling a little scared, a little like, is this gonna work? Is, yeah. Is it what gonna come gonna together? You right. know. Um, how is how I start to get worried about the rest of the community? How is everybody else gonna do through this? Um, and so I think there's a for me, there's a cascade of emotions and they come fast. Mm. And I'm trying to process a whole variety and I'm trying to sort which ones are real and which ones aren't. Right. Which ones are helpful and which ones aren't. If you're if you're a business leader and you're listening to this episode, I just want to speak to you for a second. It's so important to realize that in business, this exact same thing happens. Mm. So we're going to talk about church a bit in this conversation, but in business, you know, I've seen it. Where a leader leaves, and immediately the projects and the initiatives and the things that were going on just seem to get stuck. Yeah, and the people aren't exactly sure what to do, and maybe there's a bit of musical chairs in terms of positions and mm-hmm. jockeying for position, or other things that can happen in a corporate setting. And uh, and I think these points are so relevant to you in a business setting as well as to you that are in a church setting in leadership. And I'm just excited for the conversation. Well let's just let's
0: just jump right in. And Rob, I just want to say that the the feelings that you're having, the emotions you're having, it sounds like that's all just perfectly normal. And I think yeah. for our listeners just to tell you that you when your senior leader announces that they're leaving, regardless of how high or how low in the org chart maybe that senior leader is, it it causes big fat question marks in anybody that reports to them. What's going to happen? Everything that you just said, all totally normal. And some people even feel guilty if they really love their leader that's leaving, like we do, yeah. they feel guilty getting excited about what's next. And that's yeah. actually, it's understandable, but it's not necessary. And so what we wanna do is walk through a few things to encourage and equip you during this season. The, the first thing that, that I think is important to remember is to stay connected to the support systems around you and stay connected to who you are and sort of the journey that your organization is on. because. Chances are, hopefully, you have friends, you have um, colleagues that they're going through the same thing that you are. So stay connected to those things. And and it and a change in a senior leader in no way changes who you are as a person. And I think that's where some anxiety comes up. And it it has for me at times wondering like, oh my gosh, will I have to be you know lead in a different way, or you know try to be forced into this sort of box to become something that I that I'm not and and I think it's really important to see that there's a trajectory that your team and or your organization is on there's support systems around you and it's really important to stay connected to those things that that feed you
1: any healthy church any healthy business the the vision is bigger than that one leader yeah but in that moment when that leader says I'm I'm leaving uh all kinds of questions about that come into play you just sounded like Batman when you said that I, I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> but I'll be back. But I'll put <laughs> a little Schwarzenegger in there as well. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so that one was for free. But I do think that uh, I do think that just knowing how much bigger the vision and the mission are and, and the the worthy vision and mission <laughs> that we cast out in front of us as an organization or as a church. Mm-hmm helps remind you that this change with one individual, this leader is is a survivable thing and it's something yeah. to work through. Well, and I think it's important to remember that um,
0: a really good leader doesn't create a system that's built entirely around them. Mm-hmm. And it, it stinks when organizations like, I, I have heard leaders say before, like, well, yeah, after I left, everything fell apart. And they say it with a sort of a... a a point of pride, Ooh. you know, Ooh. and I say, wow, how unhealthy you were to, to not to build an organization, create yeah, a system. Create wow. a system. And, and our leader has definitely done a fantastic job of that. The mission is still the same. The vision is still the same or to keep working on the same kinds of stuff. And I think staying connected to uh, the support systems is so important. The last thing I want to say about that is if you're a follower of Jesus, which we are, and you center around what does God's truth say to you in this? I ran across this verse recently that I loved, and I wanted to share it. It's from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 2, and it says, Let my teaching fall on you like rain, let my speech settle like dew. And so another support system, if you're a person of faith, is to connect with God consistently in that and let let his teaching fall on you like rain and, and fill you up in the the dryness in your soul, the anxiety, all that to wash over those things. And I think one of the things that happens when we're busy and in the midst of the chaos that transition sometimes brings is we don't position ourselves to consistently keep being supported by God. I think that's so important. So, so relentlessly stay connected to other people, stay connected to the system, stay true to the person that God's created you to be, and ultimately stay connected to God in the midst of it all.
1: And his voice and his teachings are going to say to you, this is going to be okay. Yeah. And they're going to put into perspective uh, this thing that seems very big to you right now but they're gonna put it back into its rightful place in the bigger picture of what God does on the mm-hmm. earth and what God's doing in, in a particular church or a particular organization. And the the overall sense is it's gonna be okay, maybe not today, but it's gonna be okay. It's it's in hand and, yeah. and his teachings are gonna be consistent, like a backboard that you can rely on and lean against. Right.
0: You know, when I was starting out early in my leadership journey, I was trying to make a particular decision and and sort of someone that was mentoring me said you should always frame decisions with a 10-year ten, ten lifespan. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, you should always ask like 10 years from now how will I feel about this decision. And I will just say I've used that over and over to the point where it's like it feels so heavy in the moment. Like I don't know how I'm going to get through this or I don't know how I'm going to make this decision or I don't know how I'm going to survive without person X in the org chart. But the question is like 10 years from now, if I could somehow force myself to pop up out of the craziness of the moment and go, well, 10 years from now, what would this feel like? And most of the time, those things that feel heavy and insurmountable in the time, over 10 years, we look back and go, yeah, that's kind of hard, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the end for us, right? Right. So keeping that perspective, I think focusing on your faith in the midst of that, I think will help you keep that in perspective. The second thing, how we cope sort of through these times and how we stay healthy when our senior leader leaves, this is one of my favorites, and it's so easy to drop. And, and I think uh, this is something that every leader needs to get better at, myself included, you included, all of us. And that is number two, celebrate wins often. A win is just something that's working. We said our mission or our goal or whatever is this, and we hit the goal. And sometimes when there's a vacuum of leadership, when someone pulls out, it could be easy
1: to sort of go into eeyore mode and go, well, we're just plodding along here. And just well, that feels there. like a big loss. It does. Right? And so it makes it harder to see the wins. That's right. Yeah. So forcing yourself, it's almost like a discipline, right? It is. Celebrate Absolutely.
0: wins. And so it's like if... You know, if someone's complaining a lot, go, look, I need three wins for every complaint. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I want to find that ratio there and see what's going on and celebrate it with your tribe. I mean, if, if, if sometimes it might be the smallest little thing. Like, so-and-so just did their job fairly well. I'm going to celebrate that they did that. If something good is happening in an organization or like in our example, uh, we are in a church context... I'm going to really try to pull out wins and see where the mission is really being lived out, start celebrating the people within this community who are doing the work, showing that this community is not just built around one person, but that that God is using a bunch of people to do this. And so celebrating wins as we go is a great way to keep that healthy, big perspective, but it's also a great way to remind yourself and everyone around you that like good things are still happening.
1: Yeah, and I, I think celebrating wins, the, the question becomes how do you do that? What does that tactically look like? Mm. I think one of the things is communicating wins. Yeah. So if you're gonna break it apart, you're gonna say, we're gonna regularly and consistently keep communicating the wins. Um, In our situation right now, the church is in a wonderfully healthy position, which we're so fortunate. I mean, yeah. it's a change that's happening in a period of health and growth at our church. Yes. And of course, people worry will the health and the growth continue, right? But one of the things that is going on is so many small victories and wins. Yeah. We have great transformational uh, ministries and, and life changes going on. And just to continue to, to let those be known. Right. And communication could mean an email newsletter, it could mean uh, social media. It could mean just word of mouth and just a commitment among leaders to spread, you know, to have dinner with people and have a lunch meeting with people and spread the good news of what is going on, yeah. the wins. So I think that that's part of it is is communicating. What right. else would be?
0: Well, I mean, I think as a, from a staff standpoint, even uh, it could be a as simple as putting up a bulletin board and as people get positive things as as they observe things they could have a call out or a shout out board where they're Mm -hmm. posting a little sticky up there shout out to rob because he did something awesome or whatever it might be or for for us in our organization we use a communication tool called slack which is a like an instant messaging type thing and we have a channel in there where we can share wins these are things that i've seen so so public call outs are great ways to do that putting visual markers up with a shout out board or a writing something in the calendar I have a uh, a folder called encouragement in my email when I actually get a nice email hmm. uh, that does happen sometimes <laughs> and, <laughs> yep and I'll yep. file that away so that when it's when I'm forgetting like wow we're just not getting there um, I I can go back and look at that and I think the other thing is in that season like knowing what specifically I should be looking at on a consistent basis helps me to sort of start training me that there are wins and one of the things that we do is when someone comes up and says hey that was a really great event that we did or whatever we'll say hey would you send us an email so that we can share that with our team so one of the things we'll do sometimes at a staff meetings we'll pull up an email and read an email uh, yes. from someone that that celebrated something really good going on so
1: and this whole idea of celebration what you're really doing is protecting and strengthening the culture during a time of change right You know, that's a lot of what's going on there. It's, I think, putting the event in perspective or the change in perspective and then protecting the culture and celebrating that culture. Yeah. Um, That's what celebration strikes me as, and it's just a reminder of the good that is going on.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. So the first thing is staying connected to your support systems that you already have in place, including your faith. The second one is to celebrate wins often. The third thing that we can do to stay healthy when our senior leader leaves is to give away all that we can to to delegate and i i think back to uh i think episode 2 or 3 when dave ferguson was on dave's a beast of a leader yeah but he's the reason he's a beast of a leader is he's he reproduces himself into other people and he gives things away there are people mm-hmm. that are really good at something that maybe might be a drain to him and he gives it away to them and that's that's hard sometimes to do when you feel you're responsible and you have all this leadership but but for us in our organization, we're trying to figure out how do we decentralize some of the uh, like staff holding things tight and give it away to to empowered volunteers, people who would do a really great job with it, right? How do we how do we do that? For me, I'm taking a step, a little bit of a step in this interim season. I've been asked to be the interim lead pastor, which means I am an executive pastor, which means I oversee all the operations of the of all four of our organizations. But now I'm going to be stepping up and taking on some additional responsibility. And one of the things our leadership team pushed me on is you can't just take on these additional responsibilities and keep all your other stuff to you, you'll burn out. And we want you to stay healthy. And so they they kept using the D word. What's the D word?
1: Delegate. I hate that word.
0: No, actually, I love that (laughs) word because it puts people on mission. And I can't tell you how many times things that I feel like, oh, I hate doing this and I don't want to burden someone else with it when I actually finally let go and I give it to them, like they're really good at it and they enjoy it and they do it better than I ever could have. And they didn't act put out by it, you know? So one of the things I'm having to do is to go, what can I give away? What can I delegate? And for you as a leader in your organization, it might be that you have to give some other responsibilities away to someone else who could do it as good as you or almost as good as you so that you can focus on some of the other things you need to focus on in, in this season.
1: Yeah, and so what I hear you saying is that when a a leader leaves an organization, a senior leader leaves, there's a gap left. And everybody's question is, how is that gap going to be filled? One normal way for it to be filled is in an interim capacity by another leader. But um, in the process of filling that gap by utilizing an existing leader in the organization, um, for an, at least interim and maybe even long-term, you don't know how it will play out, but um, in an interim capacity is that they can't do all of the work of the senior leader plus the load that they carried. And right. so then we're flipping to the conversation of delegation. And what I love about delegation is that organizations and churches are composed of a fabric that's woven together. It's the relationships, the responsibilities, the sense of purpose that each person carries mm. and delegation makes that fabric stronger, not weaker. So during a time of change to properly delegate, to properly uh, give things away, as a leader, it might feel a little scary. Right. You can be guaranteed that somebody will do th- something wrong when you do it, yeah. or that they'll just do it very differently from what you would have done. Right. And only later you'll find out that was okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. At the time, you'll be a little bit worried. But this fabric that organizations are composed of it the weave becomes tighter when there's delegation when they' when they have a deeper sense of ownership. yeah, and so there's opportunity in the in the uh, in the questions, I guess or in the gap to uh, to strengthen the fabric and the number of people that are invested in the organization can can grow. yeah, you know it's been interesting is. In times of transition, I've had so many people come
0: up and say, what can I do? And I think as a leader, because we have high standards and we want things to be done really, really well, it's hard to say, well, I'm going to open up and give away this thing. And sometimes it's a it's something we really like to do. Right. But it's not the best use of our time at the time. And so I think part of this give give away all that you can is, is deciding, are there things that I can give away to someone else who would do a really great job so I can focus on what is priority in this in this transition? I remember I was living in Chicago, uh, which was hit really hard back in OA during the, the economic recession. And that whole sort of Midwest area was just really hit hard. And I saw all of these people that I knew that were working for these organizations that reduced their workforce by a third or something. Well, they yes. didn't just stop doing everything that they needed to do, they just dumped a bunch of work on other people. So it was like you said, and we saw the impact of that was people that were exhausted and burnt out and like frustrated. I think good leaders will figure out ways to give stuff away and to recognize, like it's not sustainable for me to put too much on my plate. And so they'll figure out what can I just give away to other people. Mm -hmm. I want to use that as a transition into our fourth point because it's, it's related actually. And this is really hard for me personally because I have a very strong achiever bent. But number four is be okay letting some things fall by the wayside, meaning <laughs> we're just not one. gonna we're not yeah. gonna do it, or we're just not gonna do that as well. We're gonna pick five things we're going to focus on. And the other five things that are happening, we're just going to sustain them or maintain them, but we're not going to try to improve them, make them good, better, best, any of that. We're going to we're gonna let some things fall by the wayside. So we may stop doing some things or reduce the quality of our outputs, which is a terrifying right. thought. But sometimes
1: it's just, you have to do that. Yeah. And if you're leading an organization, you have initiatives that are oriented towards growth or change or taking advantage of an opportunity. But potentially when a senior leader leaves, it might be time to make sure you're protecting the core of what you do as an organization, right? Right. The core of what we do at a church is to uh, share the gospel of Christ and to love the community well. And Mm. there's a set of things that are very core, right? And those have to be protected above all else. So there's other things, maybe it's a building project, maybe it's an initiative for X, Y, or Z. That might fall outside of that zone. Yeah. And it could be different things for different people. So I don't think there's one particular rule set there. But your own process of evaluating what is core to what we do mm. and core to the organization that keeps it running well is going to start to reveal to you the things that you're doing that they might be wonderful things, but they don't have to be done right now. Yeah. And that gives you a list of potential things to leave by the wayside. Right. An example for us, we've been doing renovations
0: for about uh, 18 months Mm -hmm. on our facility. It was an aging facility, badly needed updates. We've done a a number of things and they look really good. Um, it's, It's become a more welcoming, comfortable environment. But we have bathrooms that we want to renovate. And we started down this track and that was sort of the next big thing. But for now, we're pushing pause on that, not forever. But just for now, we're going to say, we're just not going to do that right this moment because we need the bandwidth to pour into the core. I I like the way that you said that. We're putting together a playbook with five plays in it, and we're going to run those same five plays over and over like clockwork, right? And so there may be things that even are personal, like I would love to see the bathrooms get done. I would love to see some other things that we were kind of been talking about done. I'm just going to have to say right now we're not going to do it. And it's really hard for a leader, but it's all about protecting our bandwidth so that we can focus on what matters the most. That's right. Well, and there may be things that you say no to in this season that you never pick back up. I mean, one of the one of the positives with a change like this is it forces an evaluation of everything that you're doing. And I know one large, very, very large church organization that their leadership team every December sits down and looks at every single thing they're doing and says everything's on the table. So they might shut things down, even if they're beloved. People really love yeah. them. And I can tell you, you know, a few months ago I I went to the ER. I think we talked about this on an episode, but you know, I really legitimately thought I was having a heart attack. Thank yeah. God I wasn't. But I can't tell you like all the things that race through through my mind was not about all the peripheral projects that I had. It was about my wife and my kids and about my staff and about my community and all those kinds of things. Those are the, like the core things that m- meant the most to me. And I will tell you, I think that experience did some things in me to make me go, there's some things that I just don't care about as much as I thought I did. Yeah, I'm just not going to focus on some of that kind of stuff. I'm going to focus yes. on the things that give me life, give me energy, that I feel like I can bring the best of me to. And so sometimes a reset, you you have to push some things and let them go for a season. And some of them you may not pick back up, and
1: that's probably okay. Yeah, it's maybe it's a moment of clarity in addition to being right a, a time to put some things on hold. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So,
0: all right, we've talked about uh, staying connected. We've, uh, to your support system, we've talked about number two, celebrating wins often. Number three, giving away all that you can, which is delegation, the big D word. Number four, being okay, letting some things fall by the wayside. Really important. Number five, super important, and this is this is the easiest thing, I think, to let fall by the wayside, that you should not. Yes. Okay? So when we say uh, let some things fall by the wayside, this next thing, you should not. And that is keeping your tanks Full, And that's all about pursuing staying healthy, self-care in this season. For me, I'm at a a place where I'm looking like I'm going to have to step up my leadership game over the next few months, however long that's going to be. So I need to eat well. I need to exercise. That's my family. We're hiking. I've been really processing this amazing book on rest. I've been going back through it and going, I got to build in things into my schedule to allow me to feel rested so they can give my very best at the times that I need to, but it's so easy when we're busy and we're stressed to stop eating well, to not be working out, to not take times for rest or take a nap when you need it or to take a day off when you need it. But, yeah. but why do you think it is that so many of us when we're under the gun take self-care and sort of chunk it out the window?
1: Man, the bottom line is, uh, is stress. We encounter stress and we do the wrong thing because of it. Right. It's almost that simple. And yet the 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 ways in which that plays out are numerous, but uh, I think, first of all, you know this is a passion of mine. We did, a, we did what I felt was a pretty great episode yeah. about active recovery, about dealing with stress, and how to use stress to make yourself stronger instead of weaker. Right. And uh, in a time of change like this, there's absolutely stress, and every single person has to think about, how do I recover and learn from this stress and not just get absorbed by it? And so... Um, so I, I think you know I think that we deal with stress poorly and that is at the root of uh, of why we head down the wrong path here I think our emotions our physiological response to stress for me I eat poorly when I'm stressed mm-hmm. I have friends who quit eating and lose weight when they're stressed and other friends who like me eat and gain weight when they're stressed right I have friends that uh, will, you know, there's a lot of things that go that can happen from being stressed out. Everything from simple things like eating the wrong thing to big things like moral failure or relationship problems right. or poor parenting, you know, a whole number of really serious consequences. So, I couldn't agree more with you, Larry, that this idea of self-care during a period like that and keeping your tanks full is to be relentlessly pursued and it is incredibly important.
0: So what I ended up doing for me is I sat down and started asking, like, what would staying healthy look like? And for me, I know I have to eat well and exercise so that my brain, I need my brain function to be like tip top shape. But I also need to build in some times of rest and figuring out what does rest look like for me. And so for you, I think it's really good to 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 pause and just figure out what does self-care look like? Maybe it's yeah. more downtime. It's it's yeah. actually giving yourself the liberty of like not looking at your email for a day on your day off, or going for hikes, going for walks, going swimming, watching movies, whatever things that are relaxing for you. Um, making sure that you're maintaining your social connection, right? Yeah,
1: with other people. All those things can be self care. There is one one opportunity is the the workbook that went along with the active recovery right. episode that we recorded. Uh, is cover some of this topic. is a great resource for thinking through what active recovery and what healthy uh, living looks like for you. Right, And it can be applied to a time of stress like this pretty well.
0: Right. By the way, our studio that we record this in is in the attic of our church. And occasionally there are just fans or weird things happening in the ceiling that we don't know where they're coming from. So if you notice a little bit of noise, that's because uh, <laughs> something came on, a fan of some kind come on so we're going to keep going all right so we're talking about five things so far one of those is staying connected we talked about number two celebrating wins often number three giving away all that you can and delegating number four being okay letting some things fall by the wayside and number five we talked about keeping your tanks full and we want to talk just for a moment before we go back to the final thing uh that is kind of personal looking at ourselves number six is taking care of other people going through the change as well now in our context there are literally almost a thousand people who are impacted and probably more than that actually because that'd be we probably have 1500 people that are getting impacted by this and and so there's there's care in the midst of it, it can't just be as for us as a leader just revolving around us dealing with what we feel it's also our responsibility to shepherd and care for those that report to us or that attend our congregation or whatever your context is we need to be
1: able to care for other people along the way. Yeah, I think it's so critical. I think that as any leader knows that a lot of what we do is not about ourselves. It's about being a servant. Right. It's about those that we lead. And certainly when a senior leader leaves, the other leaders in the organization, the first thought should, should not be about themselves. It should be about their community and their tribe whether it's a business, whether it's a church. In our case, at a church, we have not just the staff, but then all the members who are right. there, you know, who are part of our mission and part of what we do, and, and therefore are very concerned about this. And we need to take care of them. We need to tell them it's going to be okay, because it is going to be okay. Right. So we need to communicate that verbally. We also need to communicate a plan. Here's how it's going to be okay. Right. Um, we also need to give ourselves and them some time. Right. So just some time to be healthy in the process. What, what else, Larry, what does it look like to take care of other people?
0: I think asking good questions, like taking, being proactive to reach out to people that you think might be impacted. Right. So instead yeah. of being passive and waiting for someone to come to you and say, I'm concerned or I'm afraid, just, uh, you know, in our case, we have a staff of uh, about 20 in our main organization if all of us were to say we're gonna pick one person, like we ask who do we know that might need a, a phone call or a conversation to reach out. So being pre- proactive to, to care for people, checking in, asking good questions. I think listening, you know, in times of a vacuum of leadership, what I've noticed one thing that happens is that everybody comes out of the woodwork with their ideas, Yes. Well, what we should do is this, or I feel like with the former leader, I didn't get any traction with my idea, and so now I'm gonna to go to the interim or to the board or whatever it might be um and so just listening but not making promises just listening and saying i I hear you we'll we'll take that into consideration so i think being proactive and going after people um looking at the circles that you're already connecting in so if you're on a staff looking at your other colleagues and just looking for is that person acting different than normal do they seem downtrodden do they seem you know worried do they seem like they're working too hard and need a break and like sometimes it's advocating for their health as well so right love it okay we're going to move on to the seventh thing and this one is kind of weird but it's really important and that is taking time to dream and rob one thing you said to me before we started recording which i thought was really insightful is that yes in the moment of transition when there's confusion or not a lot of clarity of what's going on you might feel a sense of the negative things right oh here's what the vacuum looks like there is a downside to this, but there's also an upside as well. And so taking time to dream, giving yourself permission to dream to go, how can we make the most of this opportunity? With transition often leads to momentum as well, even if it's a a leader um, stepping out. So being able to take time to dream and start to see an upside as well uh, is so important. What what might be some of the upsides of a, a senior leader transition or
1: a key leader transition? You know, the first thing that I feel like is an upside is it causes deep reflection mm. at different levels of the organization that you might not be doing regularly when you're when things are going well and there's steady state with an existing leader right and at at our church things are going well and they have been steady state which is wonderful right nothing wrong with that in fact it's it's uh, what a what a great thing right? right so fortunate so blessed to be in that position but when a when a big change occurs you get this chance to do a deep analysis and you might uncover some areas that you know some passions that the church has for reaching the community that you haven't been tackling yet or some people that have leadership skills and that have the ability to contribute that haven't gotten involved yet or um just people's ideas for the future direction that could be captured and thought about and like you said carefully processed over time right but I think that there's so much feedback all of a sudden, there's so much engagement. You're gonna see people engaging. Maybe it's out of concern, but it can be turned into just the benefits of having everyone engaging. Right.
0: Well, I think the other thing is as a leader, taking time to dream about how you can take a step forward as, as a leader, right? Mm-hmm. One thing I'm excited about in this season is I'm getting challenged in ways that I haven't been challenged. I'm stepping into some new things that I haven't been able to do and exploring, like, what, what do I like about those things? What do I not like about those things? Um, taking on a little bit more responsibility in some other areas that haven't really been on my plate. I'm dreaming about growing as a leader and seeing right. this as really, it stinks. I don't want uh, my leader to leave. That's the last thing I ever thought would be happening. But in the midst of it, I can be honest about my grief in that and the, 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 the fear that I've had at times throughout this journey, but also there's this part of me that's like, I wonder what's next yes. and I wonder what's next for me. Like how do I grow as a leader? It's challenging me to, to see myself in a little bit different of a light and it's forced me to go back to the drawing board even with the conversations around how to stay healthy, which I need to do anyway. So it's allowing me to dream about like, what kind of life do I want to live? And I'm not sure without this change that I would have been asking some of the same questions that I, That's right. that I am right now. And now I have a little bit of room to dream because I have to. Well, I don't have to. I'm choosing to, to embrace dreaming in this season to go, what's next? Like, what's it going to look like?
1: And what if it's something really cool? Yeah. And I, think, I think when our leaders make a big life change uh, that we naturally become introspective about that, too, as, as leaders as well. Even mm-hmm. as individuals, maybe that aren't leaders, I which is that right. question of, hey, they're changing. Uh, in this case, you know, we have a senior leader going to a different church. All of a sudden, the questions come up. Well, what am I? What am I doing? Am I? Am I staying here? Am I involved in the way that I want to be involved? Mm. Is it time to double down and, and invest? You know, yeah, in this. Do I want to go do something else? Do I need to go do something right. else? So many questions that come up, and in the. If you deal with them in a healthy way, yes. If you are in that process of good self-care, then I think that there's a huge advantage to this type of dreaming, this type of introspection. And frankly, I think there would be at any time if we would take the time to do it. Well, but sometimes there's an opportunity or a forced opportunity. That's right. I think for so many of us, it's it's like everything
0: is comfortable and we're in our our typical routine and pattern, and we become blind a little bit to the possibilities around us and once when a senior leader leaves it there's a there's just a resetting of energy almost of the organization it forces you to take a fresh look at those things and like you said I've had all those thoughts what am I supposed to do what am I supposed to step into should I stay should I go all this kind of stuff that's a normal part of the response of wondering what's happening but sometimes we, we get comfortable we don't ask those questions and to your point a situation like this forces us to ask i I think a different set of questions and allows us to dream a little bit about what could be and i think a good leader dreams about what could be and percolates on that stuff lets that stuff percolate and then some of it they become convinced that it should be and they take responsibility to see it through and we've talked in our organization where when our leader was trying to decide whether he was going to stay or go Since the process was unfolding and he so graciously was vulnerable and honest about his working through the process instead of just keeping it, you know, a secret, um, we all sort of said, even if he stayed, we'd be a different staff, we'd be a different organization. Like we're we're going to a whole nother level as a team. Our team has gelled together, has said, I'm all in. What can I do to navigate through the season? And it's forced us to dream about what kind of staff we want to be all over again instead of just being comfortable and staying in the rut that we maybe have been in
1: yeah and i would just say as you dream as a leader about what that future looks like that you know we talked all the way at the beginning about communication and celebrating wins it was number two celebrating wins but i think communication to the staff so for me uh, i serve on the elder board at south fellowship i don't have a role in preaching at south fellowship and there are others more talented but i do serve as an elder i want to speak to the people of south fellowship and say that as an elder board and and me as an individual, uh, we love you and we believe in you as a group of Mm -hmm. people that are following Jesus and pursuing that vision and mission. We believe that it's important in Littleton and that there's a reason that South Fellowship Church has been here for 35 years, uh, even longer than that at this point. I think it's closer to 40 years, well before the current senior leader, probably well after all of us. It's a church that's meant to be here and it's meant to be part of the mission in this city, in this town. And if you are a leader, if you're part of South Fellowship and you lead a, a mission, uh, a ministry, any area where you're interacting, speak encouragement. Let mm-hmm. encouragement be the thing that's trickling through our organization during a time of change. And with that encouragement can come excitement and possibilities and opportunities and... Uh, And it's all in pursuit of the greater mission that existed long before our senior pastor arrived. And it's going to exist long after all of us have moved on to whatever God has for us and whatever's next. So that's my word of encouragement as part of this, Larry. But I would, you know, I'm just doing that as an example. I think leaders need to speak encouragement and let that be the mantra that trickles through. Absolutely.
0: You know, I think to your point, this this group of people, one of the things that, yes, there's a vacuum, but there's also a sense of anticipation and excitement, at least from some of our leadership teams. I understand those who maybe are just part of our community here. There may be more fear and trepidation, the unknowns and all that. But one of the elements of dreaming that we've been talking about is dreaming a, for the people that make this community what it is yes. and people stepping up and we're already seeing people say, how can I be a part of the future of this thing and not depending on one person to be the sole voice that we collaborate around or what our, you know, grow around, but to, to sort of like use this season to dream about what it would look like to decentralize, and empower all the all the things we just talked about delegating to other people who maybe haven't stepped up yet and so i'm excited i've been dreaming about what the average person who's a part of our tribe will experience these next few months and hoping mm-hmm. that they'll feel even more on mission that their voice matters that their unique gifts and abilities matter their life experiences all shape them into this person who continues to create what this community is and i think it's really beautiful we're, we're dreaming around how to leverage this as an opportunity to give things away and to empower people, to encourage people, to give them opportunities to step up and to remind us all that that this isn't a one-person show. This is a an all-skate. They will yes. all get to be a part of it and get to see the, the cool things that happen as a result. Yeah. All right, so we talked about seven seven sort of ways to stay healthy when your senior leader leaves. One of those is staying connected with your community. The second one is to celebrate wins often. Number three is to give away all that you can. Number four, be okay letting some things fall by the wayside. Number five, keep your tanks full uh, and, pers- and pursue self-care. Number six, take care of other people going through the, this transition or change as well. And number seven, last but not least, take time to dream. There you go. We really appreciate you listening today. Hope this has been helpful. If you do some of these things and you see some success, we'd love for you to email us um, rob at leadbuildlive.com or larry at leadbuildlive.com or you can post in our private Facebook group some ways that some of the, the wins that you're celebrating, some of the ways maybe that you're calling them out. We'd love to hear some of the innovative things that you're you're doing. You can find out more about this episode at leadbuildlive.com slash 009 or you can join our Facebook group and other ways to connect with our community at leadbuildlive.com slash community. Uh, we are excited for the next few weeks. We're really excited about a few guests that we're going to be having on. We're going to be talking to a leader who left a thriving organization to start a brand new one at nearly 40 years old, which is scary. Yep. He had a successful, healthy organization, and he started all over. So we're going to talk about starting over as a leader. We're going to talk to someone who works with organizations to help leaders deal with their emotions. And then we're going to talk to a leader who has led their organization through significant transition. We have a bunch more guests in the pipeline we're really excited to bring to you. As always, we'd love your reviews and your ratings on iTunes. And you can find us uh, on the web, leadbuildlive.com.
1: Rob, final word goes to you. Oh, I just encourage you leaders that are going through change. It's so tough and so hard, but we love you and we're for you. And I hope that this has been... Uh, a blessing and maybe a framework to think about the change that you're going through, uh, and you know, again, just just let us know how we can help you. All right, guys, great to talk to you. Thanks for listening. See you next time.